Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thanks, as always, to them for sponsoring us on the podcast with the fanzine. We love them very, very much. So this is the mailbag off the back of Leeds losing to Lee, which feels like six months ago, but it was actually last weekend, I think, as we record this. Joining me as always, my right-hand man, my co-host, but our amazing stats man, Statman Reese. How are you? Yeah, all right. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Fully recovered from your stag do now. Yeah, it took until I think Wednesday. And uh, when did you, from the Sunday? Yeah, from the Sunday. Yeah, so I feel actually then... slightly human again. Yeah, yeah. Catch so, up on lunch. Yeah, if it were me, I don't drink anymore. But if I'd have done drank what you did, it probably would have been eight to ten days. <laughs> it would have took to me to get that out of my system. Just well, six of us have decided we're not drinking until my own wedding. I think that probably shows. Sorry, when hard. do you get married again? September, end of September. Yeah, so pretty much be a good Two month, month off. cleanse. A month cleanse, ready to uh, hit it again for the wedding. Um, we haven't done a mailbag for ages. We haven't. Ages. I think we haven't done a mailbag since the 20th of June. It's kind of slipped us by. I'm putting it down to the rhino's form. We just want to <laughs> me and you go. Do you want to? No, no, we, we haven't spoke of it really. I don't know. It just, no. it just, it, we, we have to apologize, but it's just kind of slipped us by. But I changed jobs, so I can use that as an excuse. That's true. Yes, Reese changed jobs, so we're both utilized that excuse. So we do apologize for lack of mailbag. We've got a bumper mailbag now. It's, we opened the mailbag closed, it opened, and now we've got tons of, of, um. Pretty rugby league heavy mailbag. Would you agree with that, Reese? Yeah, pretty very rugby very league fat, heavy. Which nearly is... all rugby league heavy. Yeah, pretty much very so. Very, very rugby league heavy for you, rugby league fans. Um, if you if you are a regular, welcome as always. If you are new to us, we are predominantly a Leeds Rhinos podcast. We review all Leeds Rhinos games um, live, usually on a Sunday, on our YouTube channel. If you just search for us on YouTube, the Lot Pod, see my massive bald head there and Reese's beard and his caps and that's us. Um this is our mailbag podcast where it's pretty much our any other business podcast where we open the floor to our listeners, to our viewers, to our pe- followers on X, send us our questions and we answer them. Um, Did you, you want to get into X? Did you X, say yeah. X? Twitter, Twitter doesn't exist. No, don't don't call it X. No, no, I'm sorry. Twitter. Twitter doesn't exist anymore. People need to accept that. Oh. X. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us on X, you can. At the Owl and Fleece, that's Reese's uh, Twitter page. And at Lot17A or the Lot Pod is um, our... I said Twitter then, anyway. I know you yeah. did that. <laughs> and we also have an email address, Lot17A at Outlook.com. We are going to do the mailbag, but we think it's a good place to start with Lead Rhinos women versus St. Ellen's women in the Challenge Cup final because this was a momentous day for 
Women's Rugby League, with it being played at Wembley, the Challenge Cup final being played at Wembley for the first time. Uh, live broadcast on BBC Two, it felt like a big occasion. Unfortunately, the Rhinos lost. But just in terms of the occasion, Reese, I felt like even though we lost, it still felt like a big occasion, not just for the Rhinos, but for the whole sport. Yeah, it definitely did. I think I, I think Danica was probably summing it up best to it with Tanya Arnold on the BBC. They were so buzzing and excited for it. I think Danica was quite emotional as well. But I think it's just a I think it's what six, seven years ago they were playing the Challenge Cup final at Dewsbury. Yeah. And now they're playing at Wembley. And it just shows how quick and how far the game has come. And you know, if you look at each of those grand finals as oh, sorry, the Challenge Cup finals, the standards got even better as well. It deserves its place at Wembley. Um, I can't remember the girl that played for St. Helens that was talking with Danik at the end of the day. They're saying, what's next? And they want the grand final at Old Trafford beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think I think it's exa- exactly the right thing to do. But the good news is the Challenge Cup is going to stay at Wembley for the next two years mm. um, for the women uh, as well. But no, it was a really, really important and momentous occasion, not just for Leeds and Saints as the sides of the final, but for women's rugby in general to show how far it's come. And I, th- I felt like, even though the Rhinos lost, which was unfortunate, it it was almost, and the ladies were clearly upset, but it, it was almost as if there was a bigger picture here. Like, the bigger yeah. celebration was, we're playing at Wembley, we're still trail trailblazing. It, there's a lot of historic events happening in Women's Rugby League. There's a lot of firsts, and all these women that are playing now, that they must be aware of that, that they are breaking the mould, that they are going down oh. in history. Any girl that plays rugby now, picks it up at 12.13, can now say, I want to play at Wembley. And it's realistic. And it, Yeah, it's not um, a dream. It can happen. The only thing I was slightly annoyed about for the final, which is not not their fault at all, and it's not the women's football team wrong fault either, but the, the women's football team game on at the same time as the women would have taken a bit of TV audience away, unfortunately. Yeah. If one was after the other, yeah, or the day after, it would have gone like, oh, amazing women football but also there's a Women's Rugby League final coming on. It yeah, just jump on the curtain bad, bad timing. But Adam's just put in the yeah. comments, he's still got 240,000 watching it, which was still a good level. Um, Probably the biggest audience, TV audience for a women's game, that, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not far off Sky, figures really, yeah. for some games, is it? And Channel 4 have been getting less than that for some games this season. Um, the game itself, I felt we were always going to struggle with no Kira. Obviously, she was suspended and she is a class player. We're always mm. going to speak highly of Kira and, and Sophie Robinson, though, because they've been the guests on the podcast. Um, so I, f- I felt we we're missing her control and her drive, but I felt there were a couple of key errors at key key times, but the start just wasn't there, you know, conceding no. too many too early. I think like like the men's side... St. Yeah. Helens men's side, you can't, they've got quality, you can't You can't make a mistake because they'll take, make the chance of it. Or if you can't have a lack of concentration, they'll make the most of it. So, mm. unfortunately, those three tries early on didn't really set the tone, but it wasn't, it was It was always going to be a hard to overcome challenge when you three tries down after. Yeah, not, especially not in, a, in a cup final. Yeah, I felt the injuries as well. Was it Anderson and Hornby that went off injured? Two yeah. props when Two we only had players. one prop on the bench. You know that that was all. It was always going to be tough, but I felt I still felt proud. You know, I didn't feel any shame or anything from it, and I, I saw the bigger picture. But congratulations anything, to St. Ellen's. If anything, getting... we won the Challenge Cup final because we had the best try. 
Yes, Caitlin's try. So Caitlin's so, try. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, when you lose. Um, so Caitlin Breaver's try was awesome and the best on the day, and therefore we won the Challenge Cup. So we are Challenge Cup winners. So I am, Hall, though, slightly worried. I'm not worried. I'm happy and worried because there is no way Caitlin's wearing a Rhino's jersey next year. Really? I, I think Caitlin is one of the next... If you look at the top women's team players in the Super League at the moment, Caitlin is up there and, and rightly, I think, deserves a shot at the NRL. I think I think with two, I think Caitlin. Caitlin is is such a big. I, 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 I exed this. What do you say? Exactly. You say Why don't you just call it Twitter? Just call it Twitter. Exed it. I exed it out um, about Caitlin being. She's such a big game player. You know, there's been mm. moments for Leeds where she scores these tries. She makes these plays. She seems to thrive on the big occasion, and I do think Caitlin could be the next to go to the women's NRL. But I think Kira's there as well because. Put two and two together. I kind of feel like we we always kind of advertise. Like we did similar with George and Fran prior to them moving. Yeah. On. It's 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 a double-edged sword, but I feel like Kira now being such good friends with Fran and you know and George mm-hmm. being out there, I do feel like those two could potentially be next. Which and whilst it's and whilst it's disappointing for the women to lose, last year they also lost to St. Helens in the Challenge Cup final, mm. but then they went on to win the grand final. So the season's yeah. certainly not over, and they've got oh, no. it in their back pocket, knowing that history they can repeat itself. And there was a lot, there was a lot of ladies playing in this side uh, in in the cup final. Sorry, that are new to the side because with us losing Fran and George, are two legitimate world class players. It was always going to be like a small transition period mm-hmm. to bring the new the new players through. So now they've played in a cup final for the first time. Some of them, when it comes to the grand final, they've got that experience now to to beat Saints or York. No one else is getting that. <laughs> no, fortunately not. Congratulations to Saint Ellen's. They do like Reece said, like similar to the men's side. They've just got a way of winning and. Um, uh, completely different to the men's side, who I can't stand. I actually like the St. Helens women's side. I think they're gracious in defeat, and um, I felt I felt good for the women's game. Congratulations, St. Helens. Shall we open the mailbag? We shall. It's a bit heavy. Bloody heavy, this one, lad. I need to open it myself. Well, Are you going to start with me? Whilst start? you're opening it, I'll start it. Go so the it. first question is from Justin, and his question is fairly simple. Why don't we pay fees for players? He's gone on to say, Wigan have signed Dupree for a fee to address a key area in their squad, and we should be following suit. Did so, we pay a... Sorry. No, I was going to say... I... Who... I thought we paid a fee for Luke Gale. I think we did. Not a lot. I think we. I, I think, think we he's the last a... one. Yeah. So we do pay fees. Fair enough. That was three years ago. Yeah. Um. But so we paid a fee for. I, I think it's well. First of all, is there that much money in the game across the board? Fair enough. We're going to sign Dupree for undisclosed fee. We don't know how much that is. But when was the last time prior to that that Wigan bought someone did, for a did fee? Did Wigan buy? What's his face back? John Bateman. Did that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, think I, just, don't, I just don't think... Who asked the question? Justin. Just I just him, don't yeah. think there's much money crossing palms in rugby league. I think it's just been highlighted that Wigan have made 
a substantial signing in Tyler Dupree. 160k for Gale. Apparently, Colin's a Paul Robinson says. Paul Robinson, yeah. Comments. Wow. If we paid 160 grand for Gale, Castle laughing all the way to the ball. <laughs> I got a Challenge Cup out of it. It's all right. Yeah, um, that, that's just, true. It, is the it, Challenge Cup win, Reese, worth 160 grand? No, I think it is. No. I think it is. I, I don't think fees are genuinely part of the game now. Because mm. because of the nature of contracts in the especially the you know when the Aussies are over here they just mutually terminate their contracts when they tend to go back it's and I think the the distance between Super League and NRL is so big now mm. that you wouldn't see someone like Ali Lau or Kyle Ludewell coming across and I don't know if we paid for them or not I can't remember but yeah. we, you just don't I just don't think you I just don't think it's part of the game anymore it doesn't mean we shouldn't be doing it because mm. as we've always said we should be arrogant and should be going after anyone because what is right us and they're gonna. Ha- I think they're coming to the point now where it's coming towards the recruitment bit, where most people are getting theirs done, and we aren't. When they might not be left with an option but to pay a fee. I don't know. I feel the the two players that always get mentioned in Super League certainly when with fees involved. I don't know if it's just us that we just keep mentioning it or it's others, but it's Brody Croft yep. and Mikey Lewis. Those are the two players. That was who we I certainly speak about. Did not like at fullback at the weekend, by the way. No, didn't like that. I didn't did not like the Mikey Lewis at fullback experiment. That did not look like fun. That. Um, yeah, but it looks like Wests will be paying for Brody Croft anyway. It's a part of Caesar. Unsure, Justin. Not not sure, but I do. I'm I'm still quite patient in terms of our recruitment because there's still so much to happen. In the NRL, you know, there's always players that become available. Maybe we'll buy one of them. Thomas says, wow, your feelings towards Blake Austin turned from the sublime to the complete rubbish in a matter of weeks. What? what oh, that's, his own, that's his own doing. That, that's what we can. Tom, it, he did that himself. If he wasn't a dickhead, as uh, Eddie called him last week, we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have called him rubbish. Or worse. That was, yeah, that, that it was his own attitude and display. It was his own fall from grace. That that was self-inflicted. I'm yeah. fairly certain we're not the only ones who thought nope. he was awesome against. What, what was his last good game? Uh, Wire. Uh, Wire. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Everyone thought he was awesome then, and then absolutely pants afterwards. I don't think yeah. we're the only ones, but yeah, you're right. We did wax lyrical about him, but Tom. He's not the first player, and he won't be the last. Where we come on here and say, Aiden C's after Salford. Reese said he was man of match. Yeah. We were great. Week after, I think I said, I don't want to see this guy play for this club again. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, Tom. It's the nature of the beast in podcasting. It is. Uh, next one's from Ben. He said, I think Eddie made a great point uh, regarding Leeming and Austin leaving and then both walking into our current side if you take their attitude uh, away. And he has highlighted our recruitment off the back of them both leaving has simply not been good enough. Have the Rhinos just accepted that this year was one of hope rather than expectation? Um, I, don't, I don't know about if they've ripped the season off, do you? Do you think they've. I don't think they've ripped the season off, but I don't think they start, set out the season to be ninth in this position mm. in the time of year. Yeah. Um. They they can't write the season off because technically they, you can still get in the playoffs. We yeah. can, we're fans, 
But if you're riding it off in the changing room or in the club, then no wonder we're losing. You've got bigger issues. Um, yeah. But I don't think they set out to for this year to be a a hope year. I think they I think they thought they had good chances. Mm. Um it's just not turned out that way. I do think they set out with, with, with some expectation, with high expectations really, but it, it just doesn't Harris, it doesn't pan out that way. Whether you mean have their expectation have they just given up on the season off the back of of Austin leaving. I'm not entirely sure because it was late in the day that, and he, he, like we said on the the uh, Lee match review panel, Austin had to go after that podcast, after that clip went viral in rugby league terms. He had to leave. You know, the club had to get him out. And that forces their hand to scramble around to try and find a player in probably under 24 hours. It was very unrealistic. What was more important was getting Austin out rather than bringing someone in that yeah. tended that tended to be but i think if i think we'll be able to see if they think their season is over on sunday and their reaction they've had a week off they've had time away austin's not been in there they've had someone there's an opportunity for a leader to step up and shake the devil and get something out of it so i think on sunday we'll find out whether they've given up or not we but i've got see. a question actually about recruitment and it's not in the mailbag but Who's got the worst recruitment so far in the most in last recent months? Leeds United or Leeds Rhinos? Oh Christ! <laughs> Can't we talk about them later? <laughs> I think we got them later. Actually, I think we do. I'll skip on. Questions on them later. <laughs> it's uh, Louise's question. Oh, is it so, me? Yeah. <laughs> Louise Martins asks, "Hi lads, I've really enjoyed the podcast recently. Thank you, Louise. Even during defeats." Thank you for keeping us all going. I do enjoy how you try to take a positive from every game. That in itself always cheers me up somehow. No matter how small the positive the positive is, I am still a believer that Smith will get it right in 2024. Though I must admit, I do just want this current season to be over with. Thanks, Louise. Do you agree with that, Reese? You just want this season to finish? <laughs> uh, yeah, I really do. To be honest, um, I, I I just want I. I want to completely switch off from the sport unless it's Jacksonville at the moment because and the reunion World Cup coming up, but that's not going to go well for Wales either. So yeah, it's not it's not really fun. Like weekends are getting completely destroyed and demoralised at the moment. But like we say, we do try to take a positive from every game. We do. And if we, and if we didn't take a positive, Louise, we would just stand here and cry. Yeah, we just try to find the smallest positive, and it's one of those things where me and Reese will talk prior to a pod. But the only we very briefly talk before podcast. So we'll, something that we always do is we decide the time when we're doing it and the time. Other than that, we kind of keep everything for the pod. So when 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 I ask Reese what his positives are, I have no idea what Reese is going to say or any of the other guests. So all it the positives, a, well thought out podcast, this well planned podcast, <laughs> really well. Lots of production. Can you tell? <laughs> Uh, Yvonne has asked a question which I find quite funny which is is anyone else worried about the lack of kits we've had this season it's a good point what was your bet I think I said seven or eight yeah. or nine we've had four do we have some retro do we have some new retro kits I think home away third Burrow we definitely right. had some new retro kits and then I think we, we have three new retro kits home away Burrow Alternative. How many ret- what retro ones did we have then? 
I don't know which was, one's was the bad the one, but they've definitely 99 Rhinos ones. Uh, they added the maroon one, the maroon one with the black, the black yeah. in the middle. They, they added that one. Um, I reckon, I bet they've had seven. Let's have a look. Now, the Maori kits don't count. So, I Paul say Maori kits, and that doesn't count. That was in a that was like a training. The training range is a whole different Christ, number. Paul. If we counted <laughs> training ranges, <laughs> we'll be up to 62. <laughs> um, I, I bet we've had seven kits this year. If you include the retro, which is still a Not, shirt so BTR is saying 93-94 home shirt. Yeah, that's um, another one then. So that's another one. I'm trying to find the retro kits in the shop. Come on. I bet there's people. been seven. Easy. I think it's just been a lack of first team shirts. We usually have at least six. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find the retro shirts on the website for some reason. I don't know. Why. I'm gonna say seven. Yeah. So I bet- I bet we've had four home away alternative Doddy slash Rob and then three retro. So I bet we've had seven. Ah, 95, 96 was a new one. 93, 94, which was said. There's a cotton one. I think there's four. So it's eight, I think. I think we added four retros. So eight I think we're shirts eight. this year. We're seven or eight. eight, I think. We've had, although it feels like a lack of kits, yeah. I think we've had more. Still time. It's just been, yeah, still time, Yvonne. Yeah. Might be a grand final kit. <clears throat> Luke says, Disconsulate. Did you say Disconsulate? I did. Because when, when, when this got sent in, I was like, I don't think you said that. I didn't. Anyway, you did. Disconsulate is the perfect word to sum up the whole Leeds Rhino season. Kudos to Reese. He has summed everyone's feelings up in just one word. Quite disconsulate. People were loving that word, Reese. I can't remember what it means. No, <laughs> so, um, uh, something about un, unable, unable to. F- yeah, someone up, you can't up, make you up, feel better. Yeah, so upset that you can't. Yeah, your emotions like can't that. change or something. I did like it. Disconsolate. Oh. It, it's rang true with Luke anyway. You still yeah, feel very unhappy, very unhappy, and unable to be comforted. Do you still feel that way? <sighs> It's the thing I hate about sports is that I'm even I'm starting to feel optimistic and looking forward to Sunday now, which I hate. <laughs> so no, probably not at the moment. Think of our chances for the season. I still feel disconsolate, but I. That, it's why I hate sport is that I'm still looking forward to Sunday, and I know I'm just, yeah. but I know I shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, so no for the season. Yes, I am for Sunday now. Um, Jack's question is thoughts on whoever won the Challenge Cup. So Jack sent this before Saturday. He did. And for those that don't know and haven't watched it, which I don't know. Spoiler alert. Um, Lee beat whole KR in Golden Point. I think it was 17-16, I think. 17-16. It was a really good game, especially for like brilliant game. Yeah, the two and throw. It was it was very much a classic Challenge Cup final. Like, yeah, you know, very it it, it kind of doesn't matter in terms of the quality of the game if the score's tight, you know. It, I thought the quality still was still quite good, though. I, I thought the, some of the tries were great. Um, I thought it was a really good game. It was it was a game that I was planning on just doing some stuff in the background and, um, mm. and having it on. Um, but I didn't do anything. I was full-on glued to it. I thought glued, it was a really yeah. good game of rugby. Made I actually think made even better by the fact it wasn't one of the I think there was a stat on there, like it was a first final that didn't involve Saints, Leeds, Bradford, or Wigan, or, Wigan. or Wire for like twenty years or something like that. Yeah. And it was, I think, there's the the teams are in it. Both deserve to be there. Both 
been on the rise. Uh, and you know what? Hats off to Derek Beaumont and Lee because we took the piss out of it at the beginning of the season. Everyone took oh, the piss out of it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And yeah. you can't you can't not just um, admire them for how they've played this season and, and winning a trophy and I think second, second or third in the table. And you've got to, because I was kind of thinking as well after they've done it, that Lee team, I mean, I know they've just won the cup and they're going well in the league, but that is a really rubbish squad. I mean, honestly, come on. There was quite you know, a few Leeds Rhinos players. On I know, Saturday, but if, and I'm, I'm being brutal here, but I mean, if, if half the sides in the league would have signed Tom Briscoe at the start of the year, you know, we gladly let him go. Because a lot of Leeds fans are saying, myself included, this guy's finished. He's, he's gone. He's gone well, to Lee. Scored they've played, in the him, they've played him on winger, though, haven't they? They've played him at wing. We were playing him at centre. He's scored in the cup final again. And it's his 17th try of the season. Yeah. During the Leeds player with 17 tries, is there? Nope. <laughs> and then you look at Oliver Holmes. Yeah. Oliver Holmes. He's diabolical. He's gone to Lee. And he's won a Challenge Cup. You know, the, these type of... Gareth O'Brien, players like this, these then they are, the journeymen. That was nearly poetic justice, by the way. Gareth O'Brien in Golden Point, I thought, if he gets a one-pointer over Hulk KR here, all those Hulk KR fans are like, he's happening again. He's done it again. I mean, I I'm, I'm, as well. I'm kind of saying this, but I'm kind of putting it... The My angle is, if these players who I've mentioned and, and a couple of others would have been signed by other clubs that have been like, no way, but they've gone to Lee... I've kind of, I've kind of marking this up as like Wimbledon when they won the. Yeah, FA someone Cup. said the crazy game. Game. Yeah, I get. I'm getting that similar feel of the 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 togetherness of the side is overruling everything. It's like they've, they've completely bought in to Derek Beaumont, to Adrian Lamb, to the game plan, and it's just completely come to fruition. And congratulations. <laughs> just like that from the curious D's put in the chat there. Ava Suamangafai has only played two seasons in a Super League and he's won the Challenge Cup both times. <laughs> That's good. That. I like that. It's not a bad record, that Ava. It's, it's not, not a bad record. No, congratulations to Lee. I thought um, I thought it was a great game. And like Reese said, you know, two sides that were both desperate to win it. I think that added to it. The only way that final could have been made better is if Leeds Rhinos were playing in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And won it. Of course. Yes. Next question is from Lewis. And Lewis says, James Bentley was in Perpignan. Is that how you say it? On Perpignan. holiday this week. Is anyone else worried about this? Are you worried that James Bentley went on holiday to um, There's two things about this, actually. I'm actually a bit annoyed that none of the men's side were down at, at Wembley supporting yeah. the women. I don't know if any of the Saints men's players were there. Obviously, I know Gary Harrington was there because he walked them out, but... I'm a bit disappointed that you know we're meant to have this one club mentality. Um, I know the players might need the break, but London's not a bad city to have a break to either. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe a bit of team bonding, a bit of a um, you know mediation session between all the guys. But I'm a bit disappointed I didn't go. Um, I think. Well, I, I was a bit worried at first because Catalan put that tweet out about the arrivals board, and then I saw that Bentley was in Perpignan and thought. Oh, yeah. I'm putting two and two, two, and two together, together, but it turned yeah. out to be Theophage, didn't it? Mm. Um, am I too worried about it? No, I think we've got really good depth at second row, to be honest. And I'm and I'm not too worried about it to the extent that if we lost Bentley, 
We've got McDonnell. If we get a centre, then Martin can play back in the second row. We've got Joe Gibbons, Leon Ruin coming through the academy. You've still got Morgan Gannon to slot back in there. I think we've got a lot of depth. And yeah. if anything, James Bentley and Catalan feel like a, a match made in heaven. Both grubby. Hmm. Um, he's got a, he's got a disciplinary record that Catalan would search for. Yeah, and I'd, I know I, I believe he's specifically gone there to sign for them. I think that, that that's no coincidence at all. He has it will be announced sooner rather than later that James Bentley has signed for Catalans. I'm a I'm a gutted. I'm a, it's difficult because I do I do really like him. I like his attitude. He works hard. He does, but has he been in form? The back end of last year, which I keep going on about, he was I, awesome. I think Catalan will pay him this year at all. I, I think Catalan paying the money that he will probably want. I know he took a pay cut to come to Leeds, but I think Leeds will be wanting to make him take another pay cut. And I have a feeling that Catalan are more likely going to offer more. Well, um, the proof will be in the pudding. If he's if he goes there and and tears it up, yeah. is is one that's gone away. But there's not many players that leave us that play that go on to have a better career or a better stint at yeah. another club than they did at Leeds. That's just a fact. So, I'm expecting except much. Except the three players that won the Challenge Cup on the weekend. Except, yeah, yeah, except all those. <laughs> and that's just on the Lee side. But they know, all won grand final. Min, Min, Minchella, Harry, Reinhold. Apart from, oh, Jimmy Kynost. Jimmy Kynost. Zach won one with us. Yeah. Tommy, he won more than one. So yeah, did Zach. Did. So, yeah. yes. Um, next question is from McCourtney. Um, said, love listening to the show. Question for you. What have you made of the Rhinos' transfers over the past five to six years since Burrow and Maguire retired? Rate it out of ten. Um, one thing, uh, McCartney, that people say is, is, and it kind of irks me to say, we don't sign big-name players. We don't sign big-quality players. And if you look back over the past five or six years, as you've asked, in that time, we've signed Trent Merrin, Australian international. I think he was the captain of St. George. I believe he's played Origin for New South Wales. Tui Lullahea. Now, bear in mind, the players I'm going to mention, they might their careers at Leeds with us might have been diabolical, but when we signed them, they were a big name or they, the potential were there. Tui Lullahea played for New Zealand, played for Tonga. Zane Tetavano. Come on, when you when yeah. you talk about marquee signings, this guy has all the criteria. New Zealand, NRL winner twice, I think. He is a marquee signing. When Zainte Avano popped up, that is exactly what you want from a marquee. Aiden Caesar, NRL. Think did he win the Man of Steel or Man of Steel contender at Huddersfield? Man of Steel contender, obviously grand finalist in NRL. So. Clearly got the pedigree. Matt Pryor, uh, New South Wales origin, Australia. David Fussitua, top try scorer in the NRL one year. Uh, played for Tonga. Conrad Hurdle, played for Tonga. None of them worked out. I think all of those I've just mentioned. Matt Pryor had a good, well, had a, I would say yeah. had a good, solid career with us. The rest, mark that out of 10. Four? Yeah. I was going four, four or five. 
the, yeah. the names are good at the time, but obviously what 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 we got didn't pass through, did it? Who else has through. come through that we haven't mentioned? In terms of big names. Hardacre worked out to a degree. Second time round. Second time final. Round. I don't think I'm, yeah. Cruz Leeming. Keith Galloway. Oh, crikey. Brett um, Ferris. Yeah, Ferris, another one. Won a grand final. I'd probably say four out of ten since... I'm going yeah. since 2017 because that's when... Robin yeah, Lou Lu- Gale, Rob, Rob Louie. Yeah, it's a four. Not if, you look at the, if you look at the trophies in the five, six years prior to Borough Maguire, we haven't we haven't mm-hmm. matched that or come near it. Cup. One Challenge Cup and one one grand final appearance. So I would say four out of ten. I agree. It's my question, isn't it? I keep forgetting. <coughs> Excuse me. Where are we? It's Megan's. Megan Holdsworth, what do you think our one to thirteen squad numbers will look like in twenty twenty four? What do you reckon, Reese? Squad numbers for next year. Well, with ten players going out, we might have ten gaps. Um, <laughs> but I think number one is vacant. Yep, agreed. I think Fussy will probably end up staying, so two will stay. Yep, got that. Um, Newman McDonald will stay. Yeah, Ash will stay. Then Ash, yeah. Six vacant. Yeah, new six and seven. I'm being realistic in this, hmm? and I think number seven will be Myler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Really? I think it will be. Joking on me, drink. Yeah. Christ. So, Duncan sorry. will Duncan will explode. I know he will. I just yes, I just no, don't I just don't I'll be very impressed if we manage to go get two halfbacks and a fullback. Be very, very impressed. So I'm just going medium, I'm saying a half pack and a full back. Right. Um eight Olenski won't change. Nine, yeah. Jared O'Connor will take the number nine. Yeah. Uh ten. Is that a whole roid already? I, I think he's eighteen. I think ten. Okay. Tevano, yeah. Yeah. Whole roid up to 10. Yeah, agreed. I'd be moving McDonald up to 11. Yep. Um, Martin 12, Cammy yeah. 13. Cammy 13. I agree with that. That's exactly as I said. Apart from uh, in the halves, I've got two, a new, completely new halfback combo there and a new fullback. I think that's vital. So there'll be a new one, six and seven for me. Um, I would then promote Jack Sinfield to 14 because he has to be around not, the squad. Do you feel like 14 is like a number for a hooker? Uh, just like, that utility for me. Yeah. That kind of, so I would move him to 14 because he has to be, he has to play more next year. He has mm-hmm. to position on the bench, starting games, either or both. He must play. And then the other one I'd promote, is that, is it, he had a bad injury this year. That's. He's kind of coming through with Jack. Max. Max Simpson. I'd push yeah, him up to above 20. 18. So 17, 18. I'd, I'd give him one of those because if you think this year he would have had loads of game time with he Harry getting injured. So unfortunate that Max got injured as well because I know we've said this quite a lot, but the start of the year he was on that Ivan Drago program. <laughs> and, you know, he looked amazing in pre-season, really, you know, filled his frame. Kind of like Harry did that time. We were like, wow, you know, Leeds have obviously filling out these centres and getting them to peak condition. And he were raring to go, man. And you think that would have been his chance. 
I haven't forgotten about him. And that's because these two, by that I mean Simfield and Simpson, they're the next two off the conveyor belt. I don't know who's behind those because we haven't seen. Would you bump Corey up into the top 20? Because Paul's up saying he'd have given Corey 14. And I I would have been tempted to give Corey 14 because I, I think at the moment he's probably ahead of Sinfield in the halfback pecking order. Well, he is under Rowan for whatever under reason. Rowan. I don't know why. Yeah, under Rowan yeah. he is, yeah. But he um, is I don't think Corey could do my job, to be fair. Um, and Adam said about Goudemond. Yeah, Goudemond, he's at 16 or 17. I think Goudemond will be 15. 15 is a good second row number in it. Brett Ferris yeah, he's, yeah he's between. He's the rest in it from, from Did Delaney wore 15? Delaney wore 15, didn't he? Delaney wore 15. No, he wore three Delaney. then 15. Yeah, Delaney did. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. That's how I'd go. Uh, next question is from Marcus, and he said, so the Daryl Parrell sack race <laughs> comes to an end. <laughs> and just that, the podcast comes to an end as well. No, um, <laughs> Bye. At, la- <laughs> at last, he said, where do you think he will end up next? Castleford. Do you think? Yeah, I think that's the only club that I'll have him. I... Probably, it'll probably be at Castleford this and the end of this year, or not same thing. Uh, before the start of next year, he'll be at Castleford. What do you? Think? I think he'll be in that area. Mm. I don't think he'll be at Cass. Don't you? What are you thinking, Wakey? Fev. Fev. Back to Fev. Yeah, I don't think he's um he's he's uh he's not the coach. Never has been. He's lived. He's been living off the the back of that. That run he had with Cass, which is the best for Cass, you know, it's gone down in history. It's the most historic run for Cass in their lifetime, you know, Challenge Cup final in 2014 and uh, Grand Final 2017 and League Leadership. But not not for me. I've never particularly rated him at all. I think he'll go back to Cass. It's a match made in heaven because he could stay at Cass for the rest of his career till he's 80, couldn't he? he could yeah. stay there forever. But they love him there. But I was amazed. I- because I was amazed Warrington sacked him, to be honest, because I'm fairly certain that at the start of this year, was he in a pub getting hammered? Yeah, I think they'd won eight on the bounce and they were, on, they they were jumping up and down, yeah. Didn't they win the league off the back of that? Yeah, they did. The season was over. Yeah, Done. so why did why did Warrington sack him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how embarrassing. Yeah. What what an thoroughly embarrassing thing for him to do. Now look at him, he's down the road, lost his job. <laughs> I'm so glad I've said this before, but I'm so glad that we conduct ourselves off the off the pitch better than any other club in the league. I'm also very glad that Justin Holbrook didn't go to Warrington. <laughs> yeah, I am, to be fair, because he he would have done because that it could have it coach. might have actually been their year if Holbrook went there. Yeah, um, he is a quality coach. But yeah. The next question is from the two Georges, and they say, Hello all, George and I still watch along to the shows on YouTube. My wife and I laugh whenever what seems to be one of the podcast's catchphrases is muttered. Cover your ears, George. That's what they're alluding to. George still watches and has even started playing bits of rugby league in our yard. We'd like to know if you could put two ex-Leeds players in the current Leeds side who would you choose and why? Reese, two X Leeds players? Danny Maguire. Ah, oh, yeah, crap. Hang on. Oh, he's, sla- he's slacking on the bell. I am slacking, aren't I? 
I've got this standing desk now. I've, I've, I've completely lost everything. Just make a ding noise when you ding. There we go. Ding, ding. Um, yeah, Dan Maguire at six. And I would also bring in <sighs> Jamie Peacock. Jamie Peacock. I'll choose two other players then because they'll, they'll both, all four are going into the same side. That's the rules. <laughs> We're not just having two in two different sides. We're having all four in the same side. So I'll go Kev to play half back with Danny and then full back. Brent Webb, Brent Webb. That wouldn't be bad, would it? Yeah. No, that would that would cure all of our issues. Brent Webb, Danny, Kev, and JP. That that's a, what age is twenty four? They're all twenty four, twenty five. Maybe a bit later for JP. I think JP in the two thousand eleven twelve yeah sort of era. Yeah, for me. Um, that's a couple. That's another four, five, six grand. I mean, I'd even take there. Danny. To, I've even took the two thousand seventeen version. I take Danny now. <laughs> I'll take this version. What, 40? Yeah. 40 year old Danny? Still it's nice to know it. you're still listening, George. Um, yeah. And yeah, you, you'll, that, that is one of our catchphrases. I do feel like we have cut down on the swearing quite significantly. We haven't had Mark and Duncan on for a while, though. No, and Duncan hasn't, swore, hasn't sworn since George messaged in the first time. <laughs> and I, he was a young listener to the mailbag. So we will. Continue to say, cover your ears, George. Whenever Might be the first line of merch we ever do. Just yeah, cover your ears, cover George. Your ears, George. <laughs> uh, next question is from Bianca, who says, there seems to be a new football doc- documentary type series out almost weekly. Why don't we ever see one for a rugby league side? There does seem to be a lot of football ones. There's a Newcastle one now. There's obviously the Wrexham one. Of, is that all or nothing, is it? I think so. There, there was a Burnley one on Sky, I think. Um, I don't. I don't. Why isn't there rugby league? I don't know. I don't know. I think it would I, be. I, I, I'm not sure hit. why there isn't. I, I think obviously it's not as big as football. There's not as much interest into it. I think mm-hmm. the NRL going into Vegas may help. I think an all or nothing type series for a team in the NRL and mm-hmm. Super League, but I think in the NRL would be amazing. Um, to be honest, because there's no point doing it in the international game. Like they've all or nothing on the All Blacks, but. Doing it for the the Warriors in the IRL, I think would be great. The only yeah. Kiwi team in Australian league. Yeah, imagine if they'd have filmed it this year as well when they're making oh, playoffs and Sean Johnson's in the third in a uh, in a super. That's why super I'm positive. Modded mode. That's why I'm positive. Someone asked how he's you know doing a positive. It's because the Warriors are doing all right. The Warriors are, are ripping it up. I don't I don't know why Bianca is the demand there. I don't know. Do, do, are people even aware of rugby league <laughs> from us? <laughs> I don't know, but I think you have to speculate to accumulate. And you know, I know F one. I think they did a net a Netflix drive to survive. Drive to survive completely changed the American market. Exactly. Or just off the back of that, they got loads of new fresh eyes on it. So, if some production company or broadcaster ever felt the need, it would it would help us. But I, I just don't know why. But we all we don't know why for loads of things, do we? It's not just it's, we're always constantly saying, not just on here, but everyone's like, why don't we do X, Y, and Z to promote the game? But if they did like a, a Takers Home style documentary, they did for Leeds United, but they did it for Leeds Rhinos. I hope we would be included, you know, as the unofficial Leeds Rhinos podcast. <laughs> Two talking heads there, like the ca- camera there. Look, I can see it right now. <laughs> might, 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 might make our budget a bit bigger. Yeah, we're open. To, we're open to offers. Contact our agent. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie. <clears throat> Laurie, yeah. 
Emily says, let's say if Leeds Rhinos are the good guys of Super League, who are the villains? Really Saints. enjoy your content. Saints. Keep it up. Saints. 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 Saints, Emily. Saints. They're the bad guys. Oh, they are. They're, they're shocking. You think of Paul Wellens um, just goes into a press conference and blasts the whole RFL match review panel. Did anything come of that? Uh, no, he got him and Paul Rowley got referred, didn't they? So I don't think anything's come of it yet. But him and Paul Rowley are both being referred to someone. They should get a bollocking. Uh, Johnny Lomax is a cheat. Um, who else? Um, Morgan Knowles is the biggest grub probably in Super League history. I can't think of anyone more grubby than him. Matty Lees has got two-game ban from a high shot on Joe Greenwood. This weekend, I think it was. I yeah, haven't seen that, are. actually. I need to watch that. They are disgusting, Emily. It's definitely, definitely St. Helens. They are horrible. Do you agree with that, Lynn? Just Saints? Yeah. Easy. Um, Laurie said, and also Chief Talking Maverick. You know, we're trying to get through. <laughs> Ollie's then just said John Wilkin. <laughs> John Wilkin, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the Mort, which I've mistakenly thought was the mole then from Australia I thought wow we are getting bigger but no it's the mole uh, who has said I don't have a big issue with the players leaving the club but the manner in how they've left with Rowan Smith has been farcical and almost embarrassing first Hardacre messing around Leeming then Walter's situation now of course Austin is there a bigger issue as to why this is happening is this deterring potential signings I don't understand how it's farcical or embarrassing? Does it mean from Smith saying in the press conference, we're kind of thinking... I think the manner of which they've left in terms of the player... I'm not sure if it's farcical on the player or farcical on the club, but we didn't really have... Again, I hate getting back to the golden generation era, but I can't remember many times in that era where a player stopped saying, player thought they were bigger than the club. Yeah. Mm. Um, But the Walter situation... I know you're not happy about Walter's not staying... And he should have stayed, but you know it was quite it was quite easy for us to snap him up and we've let that go. Hardacre, I can kind of understand. We were only positioned to offer him one year because of the salary cap, and that's the salary cap. Hmm. Um, but in terms of why it's happening, I don't know. It's very strange to have two players leave in a season because hmm. of be pushed out from that perspective. I think, like we kind of said earlier, Austin had to go. Hardacre, we were never going to match the money that Lee offered him. All the years. All the, you know, the two years. And he is in the twilight, quote-unquote, years of his career. So that was his last big deal. So it was a no-brainer for Zach to to kind of go across to Lee. Leeming just threw his toys out the pram because Jared were getting the game time. He'd lost the captaincy. Don't know if something had happened between... Him and Smith, or and then we had the Austin thing. Is this deterring potential signings? Well, the proof will be in the pudding again. What in when we come to the start of 2024? How's the squad looking? Have we made numerous signings, which is exactly what's required? So, I think come kickoff 2024, the more that'll be kind of the yardstick for if everything that's happened this year has deterred any potential signings, but I don't know how the club could have handled any of this that you've mentioned it any better, if I'm being honest. 
They could have sorted Austin out earlier. They could have Matt, sorted Austin yeah. out earlier, but then... And, and Walters. He's kind of cover your ears, George, come across his true colours have shown himself to be a dickhead. So, if we'd have signed him, <clears throat> excuse me, if we'd have signed him for the two years, what? who could have said he wouldn't have turned into a dickhead? <laughs> so maybe we've dodged a bullet with that one. Walters, he's the one that got away. That's the hardacre. I don't know. I'm 50-50. Walters is the one that got away. Leeming, I, can't, I still can't say I'm that fussed is left. Walters is the one, because the potential for him there, I don't want him, I want him to go to Wigan and have the worst career of anyone imaginable. But, <laughs> um, make no mistake, his potential is sky high. And if Wigan play him and start him at prop, then, then we'll see. We'll see. Frank says, we saw a throwback in the NRL recently when a kicking duel took place. I think it was Manly. Manly versus some people in the comments might tell us. Is there something that no longer happens in rugby league that you'd like to receive turn? Perhaps return, sorry. Perhaps an old rule. Any rules or anything you'd like to see come back, Reese? Uh Leeds winning grand finals. Yeah, that were great. <laughs> let's, let's bring that back. Let's bring grand final wins back. That grand was, final that was, wins are back. I enjoyed that. Wins. I enjoyed they were that really a lot. Fun. So the I kicking like... jewel. I've missed the kicking jewel, by the way. So, and I've never seen um, the only thing I can think of a kicking jewel is when it's when it's rugby union and they're, they're kicking it from either end. Yeah, it's really did boring. That, it's like, did that it's happen like the in an NRL match? Yeah, last recent, I think it were manly or something. How did that um, happen? It, uh, it just it used to happen, but it were boring anyway. Even when you got, right. it's like the worst thing. It's two players. Oh, I hate it when it happens in union. I it's hate hor- it. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Um. Swapping ends at half time, Laurie says. I did enjoy that. The fans used to swap ends. So if you're behind the sticks at once. Oh, side, yeah, yeah. Well, people still time. do it in the south stand. They swap parts of the south stand. Yeah. Um, um, I did enjoy that. I'm trying to think of any other role that an old role that. The free play. I loved the free play. That, yeah. That should have stayed. And every time we had a free play, excuse me, I used to always say, kick it, kick mm. the ball, chase it, because you don't know what you're going to get the ball back. Yeah, you kick it. You might score from it. And um, shoulder pads. What happened to shoulder pads? Do you remember in like the late eighties and mid nineties? Gap yeah. Schofield, massive shoulder pads. Bring them back. And if there was a rule to change, I know this wasn't the question at all, <laughs> but or to add a new rule, mine would be a bigger bench. Oh, so there's only four players on the bench now. A bigger bench from. Four players to just seven. a bigger bench to fit four people on it. Or... <laughs> yes, I mean you can sit there. Yeah, then <laughs> Avano can smack me out end of my nose. Um, <laughs> so you can have more players on the bench. Same amount of interchanges, but more utility there. So imagine a bench where you could have two halfbacks. So the two halfbacks you've got, they're not working. I, I, I can't like the fact long. that there's only four because you've got to be more tactical about it. Maybe going to five to allow for... I just oh, think some teams will just have five props on the bench, which might not be a bad thing at the end of the day. <laughs> Wigan. Um, Wigan, yeah, because they're signing them all. Um, Adam's and back row. Yeah, Adam said in the comments he'd like to see the captain's challenge brought in, uh, the TV which, I, which yeah. I agree with. Um, but mm. I think the thing I would want to change is had a couple of things that change, actually. Every game needs video ref. 
like that has to change. Um, I also think you either get rid of six again, or you can't have a six again on the first tackle. It's a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty. Or the because I saw I think it was Derek Bowman actually was saying that you should be able to give the captains an option. I think that's just overcomplicating it, and it's just just too much involved in it, and things will get missed. I think if it's done on the first, you don't get a six again on the first or second tackle, maybe. Yeah. It's a penalty. Also, penalty. It's, it's just been abused now. So that would be the thing that I would change first. Um, Harry's question is: Guess we're not talking about the fantasy league anymore, eh? No. <laughs> Do you know why, Harry? Because we're doing really, really shit. Because we're really crap at it. <laughs> That's why, Harry. Although I, think the I last... believe last time I saw, because last time I went on the website, it took me thirty-five minutes to just to, to log, log in. the website up. So I log on, yeah. But I was set, we were set a screenshot, weren't we, of who was top? And we were saying that I can't remember who it was is it Brad or someone else? John Winter would think it was. He would yeah. he would just storm it. But it happens to be one Mr. Josh Heffernan that is currently top of the fantasy. Josh of the one of our regulars. Yeah. Is top and coincidentally sent the screenshot into the WhatsApp group. Yeah, funny enough. Yeah. He's <laughs> the only one that's been tracking it for every round. He genuinely plays it all the way through. Yeah, he and does. Kind of, I think he's one of the only maybe maybe twenty people mm. in the world that do it. Yeah. To so ask the question, no, Harry, Harry. We, um, it's one of the many things that we start and never finish. <laughs> it's mainly because we're rubbish at it, but um, and also we genuinely did think that John Winter had like he, like a five hundred point lead or something. He had something stupid after three rounds, after like two rounds, it. and we were just like, oh, he's won it. No one's gonna, yeah. no one's gonna catch him. But Josh has. I don't know where. No, we've we've kind of it does still exist. Um, I think the details are on Laurie's Liner's View page, but we haven't we've not touched that since round one, round two. Two, I think <laughs> it's gone, Harry. It's gone. Yeah, completely forgotten about it. Joshua says, "I love the Vegas fixtures the NRL are putting on next season. Are you a fan? Should Super League follow suit and do something similar? And if so, where?" It, it, it feels a little bit like a mini magic almost, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I am I a fan of it? I'm intrigued more than anything to see what the American market will do with it because I, I imagine a load of Aussies will go over there and yeah. there'll be Aussie and Brits expats that will go to it. Mm. But I'll be interested to see what the American population that goes to it because they don't seem to really have got behind rugby union yet or rugby league or rugby union like. They've managed to sell out some. I think New Zealand played Ireland in Union over there, and they managed to sell it out. So maybe, maybe it'll work. Um, if we were to do it, I would do it as a magic weekend, but on the new camp in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Because they've they've, they've done they've had like 30, 50, 40,000, wasn't it, for a game once? I think there or something but, like that. Catalan played there once. Yeah, they did. They played Wigan there after they won the Challenge Cup. Got a great crowd and never did it again. Yeah, so I think like a, a magic style round at the new camp. Yeah, we I, I think just on the Vegas thing with the NRL, I think this is the NRL putting the feelers out for Origin. I think in two, three years' time, four, five max, Origin will be played outside of Australia. Now I know that the NRL is worth billions. They really want to open because it's so Australian, you know, which I don't think they particularly care about. But they, I think they want to open up 
origin in particular to new markets. And you think if, if the Vegas games sell well, which I, I, I do think they will, and if, if it's something they do year on year, I think origin will go to America. I think they'll have if, a test out there. If origin was at Wembley or Old Trafford, do you think it would sell out? I think it'd sell out within two hours. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'd, I'd you, go. I would if, go. If Origin was played in this country, it'd sell any stadium out within hours. I'm adamant. I think. Yeah, absolutely adamant. If you think the grand final kind of sells out at that dump, this Origin would, in if it was at that dump, it would easily sell out. The Rugby League Heartlands would mm. sell out easily. And I, this is just me putting two and two together, but I think... The, the, the Vegas thing is a taster to see if they can take their or they have played Origin once. In yeah, so Carson's saying they played Origin once yeah. in the LA in the eighties, which is interesting. We'll do it again. We'll take it um, once next more. question is from Vicky, and Vicky is asking, "I need some new podcast slash YouTube channels uh, to get into. Are there any you guys would recommend?" Loose forward, if you're after. Rugby League, you probably do listen to them. They just basically review the whole of the Super League round previous, and then they do they touch on NRL. They they have other discussion topics, and they run a prediction league with Brian Bry from Six Again, all friends of the pod. That's worth listening to. Uh, Red Robin Hulk AR podcast, even though it is a Hulk AR podcast, it's always nice to get other fans' views. They're friends of ours. Any others you'd? Uh, I've Looking got plenty ready. of non-rugby league ones. Go for it. So What's that in... chocolate one you always... We got the chocolates. <laughs> uh, so that's what, literally the first one I was going to say. So really good podcast. It's on YouTube as well, Vicky. It's called We Got the Chocolates. It's four Aussie guys. They've got, they get, they've got the women on it. Coming, quite a few women coming on it often as well. It's just a load of dad jokes and puns, and it's just daft and silly. They're, they're into sport. The other, a couple of weeks ago, they did a... One to thirteen of rugby layers with puns with a, with, with puns as their name, <laughs> um. So which is brilliant. I'll have to share some later after this. But yeah, really lighthearted, just easy, what listening uh, and funny. Um, in terms of other podcasts, it probably depends what you're into. Another really yeah, good podcast that I like is the Friendship Onion, which mm. is done by Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. So those of you that know Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, those two yeah. names. They don't talk about just Lord of the Rings. They talk about loads of things that they've done, like Lost and all this sort of thing, but they're quite fun together and do loads of interviews. Um, in terms of YouTube, um, depends what you like, but there's a guy called Trek Trendy on YouTube, mm. uh, and he does all like the first-class flights and experiences like the like La Première and Air France and these like proper luxurious cruises and stuff, and it's just like well, how the other half lives sort of thing, but I always find it really interesting um, and stuff like that. Um, and then in engineering, if you don't like in engineering stuff, the B1M is really, really good as well uh, on YouTube. There's loads, Vicky. It, it's, it's endless. Throw yourself into something new. <coughs> Excuse me. Liam R says, cover your ears, George. The Rhinos are shite. Let's talk Leeds United. What do you think to their start of the season and how will their season end? Do you want to start with Leeds United? Not Statman Reese, not really. Big sound. Um, Sharp intake of breath. It's just, oh my god! Exactly, it is just, oh my god. Um, 
I listened to Square Ball on Saturday and tell you what, talk about being despondent or disconsolate. They, they, you could tell how downhearted they were <laughs> after the game on Saturday, especially the news of Sinistera and everything. It's just that Harris has gone. It's an absolute farce. And, and I always kind of thought it was going to be a two-year project to get Leeds back. Um, it's definitely one now, if not three. Um, I really hope Farker knew what he was getting into because this is an absolute shitstorm that he's got now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Harrison one annoys me anything. We gave him a new contract, what, two months before the season ended when we were in the relegation zone and put a loan release clause in if we got relegated, when we were and- in the relegation zone. And we've done that with seven or eight other players. So no wonder there's an exodus because they're all taking advantage of this clause. There's no loyalty really in football. They all chase the money. Um, but yeah, how will it end? Mid-table. On the Harrison thing, he was he was going to sign for Leicester in the January. Yeah. He didn't go to Leicester. He wasn't playing for us. And yet, I think it was four or five weeks later, maximum, we gave him a new deal. Yeah. And in the relegation like, zone with yeah. a loan release clause. With everything that you've just... And it's like, hang on. Four, five, six weeks at absolute maximum. We were trying to ship this guy out to a relegation rival. Yeah. What's changed in that tiny period of time where we're now handing him a massive uh, length <clears throat> contract, additional contract length yeah. and a loan release clause, if we get real... I mean, yeah. that just sums up United... I saw rumours that Sinistera was going back on loan to Feyenoord. So basically, we paid twenty-three million just to have him on loan for a year. To take him on um, loan, he was arrogant. I went to watch them on Wednesday night against Shrewsbury. He was really arrogant on Wednesday night in terms of how he came across. Um, but now I don't think it's very good for Leeds. I think Alter and the board have absolutely screwed us. I think Paragmatas potentially screwed himself over by saying we're going to be aggressive um, <laughs> because we have been aggressive. We've just got rid of everyone. Yeah, just get rid of I think them all. And Leicester not and Southampton have got rid of three players and both made seventy-five million. We've got mm. rid of eleven or something like that and made three. Well, you, you look at the loss on Rodrigo alone. What did we spend yeah. on Rodrigo? Twenty-seven. Million? Twenty-seven, and we let him go for free. The loss there is astronomical. There's, yeah. And this is going to happen with the rest of the squad. I mean, the fact that Nonto, Sinistera. Perkins, well, they all want to leave. They're all demanded to leave. Just let them leave. Who cares? Just get rid of them. What's more surprising to me, what? Well, not surprising, but that starting 11 that started against Birmingham, that's one of the worst United sides I've seen in years. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a couple of young kids in there, but Ian Paveda, I don't even know he still played for us. Uh, to be fair, he was really good against Shrewsbury on Wednesday night. <laughs> that's probably his level against yeah. Shrewsbury. Ian Paveda, Dan James, Helder Costa. I th- I thought we saw these people. Not in the squad, is he? Not in the squad. He's still. He's still. Yeah, he doesn't want to play with us. I, I mean, how are these players still even playing for us? Yeah. How they're still around? It's so depressing. So how will it end? Up to f- <clears throat> relegation. No, shut up. To further your point about if they don't want to be here, let them go. Robbie has said a couple of years, George. Uh, Willie Nonto is a twat, just like Bay Costin. Something has happened to the water in Leeds, clearly. And Sinistera. So, Robbie's developing by the hour. If we go on to X now, there's probably another Phil Hayes X post saying another Leeds player wants to 
leave the club. It's just. I might just yeah. test that theory, by the way, whilst you ask the next question. <laughs> full of just, just full of twats. But I, I said this in my WhatsApp group to my friends: United will be in the relegation zone come the first international break, which I think is mid-September or late September. We mark my words: United will be in the relegation zone for that first international break. Joe asks, are you team Barbie or team Oppenheimer then? I'm going to assume Reese has a... Manor. I've not seen either. I've not I seen either. I am but team if Barbie. I going, if, if I was going to choose one, it would be Oppenheimer. <laughs> because I think Oppenheimer looks to be the most boring film. Yeah, you could ever for a watch. history nut like me, it's fine. I'll watch yeah. it all day. It, it just looks... I'd, I'd, I think I'd fall asleep within 10 minutes watching that. Barbie has Ryan Gosling in, and I love Ryan Gosling. So, I'm a Barbie man, Joe. That, that won't surprise anyone. Technically, it means you can. I'm Ken. On to the Twitter comment mailbag questions. If I can get them up. Have you got them up? <laughs> no. You're still um, searching Phil Hayes. I'm still looking for tweets about Legion. I'd see what's happening, yeah. <laughs> to see if it's see if anything's changed. Has anything um, changed? No, not not I believe so. Um, just bear with us, people, while we scramble find... to find the mailbag. <laughs> scramble <laughs> to find the actual mailbag. Again, as we said, we are fully prepared on this podcast. Yeah, we are. Why can't I how, find it? How many tweets have you done since then? Right. Okay, got the first ones from uh, the sets of three. Seems to be the common theme on Twitter. They do, um, yes, on the comments. And it, the first ones are from Mark, and his question is, if Rowan Smith is the answer, what the fuck is the question? Grand final winners. <laughs> Will Leeds be the grand final? Yes. <clears throat> I'm Mark, say, is a, Mark is lead, one of our leading calls, he is leading a, calls to Mark's aneurysm. Yeah, he, Mark is a is a is the uh, Church of Rowan leader. He isn't. <laughs> He'll love that. Uh, he's also asked, would you rather have sloth fingers or elephant feet? What do sloth fingers look like? Uh, this is what I was just about to do. Um, Are they like claws? Do my little sloth hands there. I think they're more claw than... Yeah, they're like a really long, like a wolverine thing. Yeah, I think they're really long. Look at my sloth hand. Really long claws more than yeah. elephant feet. I just think elephant feet would be impractical, so I'm going to go for the sloth fingers, I think. I'm going to say sloth fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say sloth fingers, definitely. And the next question I might have to explain. Um, <laughs> uh, and Mark has asked, is Reese still getting married after being exposed as the only gay in the village? What on earth does that mean, Statman Reese? It means that I had to wear a certain outfit on my stag do. Uh, and it was the only gay in the village from Little Britain. And Reese is just going to get the picture up now. If we get to the grand final this year, I'll get it out. Uh, in fact, I'll wear it to the grand final if we get there this year. Um, no, uh, yeah, that's where that question came from, Mark. So thanks very much. Yeah, Kirby Stephen was a bit weird at nine o'clock in the morning with me walking around with that uh, on. Didn't anyway. do it, no. Liner's view. Good old Laurie from Lorna's View. Three questions from Loz. Can you do the alphabet backwards? I can't. Can you? Probably not. 
If I really no. thought about it, I reckon I could. Y W V. No, no, you got it. I can't love it. That was my <laughs> pathetic attempt. Second question from Laurie. What's the most impressive thing you've seen a pet do? You've got a dog. What's the most impressive thing? That dog whose name I can never, ever remember. Maisie. Maisie. What's the most impressive thing Maisie's ever done? Not a lot, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm, I remember my old family dog picking up a squirrel in its mouth and then having the sheer oh no actually no better story a westie it was a my old family dog was a vinerama and a westie ran up to him and my dog didn't know what to do so he just picked him up in his mouth not to like bite him or anything just picked it up and held it in his mouth and his westie's just squealing around everywhere and my dad's like shit shit put harry put it down and all that put him so down. picking up a full westie in his mouth i think was probably the best thing i've seen a pet do that's that's the best thing i've heard as well Lawrence. that 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 very story there number three from laurie settle an argument is sleeping on your front weird yeah um i don't think that's weird do you? I, I've only ever done that if I've passed out, I think. Really? Do you know, See, so, I... well, hang on, what would be weird? Like sleeping on your back like you're in a coffin? Like just, just like you were stood up but lying down or on your front? Why is sleeping on your front weird? I don't know why that's well, if, weird. If your face is into the pillow, is that not weird? Or is your face turned in this scenario? If your face is in the pillow, that's an a, that's a suicide attempt. Yes. <laughs> How are you going to breathe? That's, that is called asphyxiation, I think. That is that is weird. But I'm I'm assuming. See if on your front is on your front with your head tilted so you can. Is that? I don't think that's weird. Mm. Is that what it means? I think so. I, I I I sleep on my front with my head to the side. Yeah. Which is why I'm getting these sleep lines on my forehead. <laughs> Bill, uh, one of our regulars. He sorry. Yep. He says. If you could be Gary Harrington with a checkbook, who would you buy and why? Who would you who would you sign if you could Sean, Sean Johnson. <laughs> Reese is never gonna let Sean Johnson go. You laughed at me at the beginning of the season. Look at him. Um He's awesome. If I could be Gary Harrington with a checkbook, who would I buy? Take your pick of any Australian halfback. Yeah. Really? Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, Ryan Pappenau. Uh, the real last answer is Nathan Cleary, uh, probably. Oh, maybe Cameron Munster, but actually, no, Ryan Pappenhausen for the mullet. Yeah, Cam Munster. Yeah, Harry Grant. Yeah, oh, there's loads. There's loads, <laughs> Phil. Phil, you you you've been on here speaking halfbacks. Have you all yeah. any 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 one of those that we've mentioned a thousand times? We've got Bry's question next, and he's sent free through as well. Uh, the first one is, if you had to... If you had to... Hang on, Brian, what have you said here? If you had to be, what would you... If you had... <laughs> what have you... How have you spelled that, Bry? Come on, we need to have words about this. It's this is what happens brilliant. when you get educated in Liverpool. <gasps> um, I said, what would your go-to Halloween costume be? Um, Uncle Fester. That's pretty easy for me. Life. Uncle <laughs> Fester. Um, the coat, the am. trench coat, and some dark eyes, and I'm, I've done it. I think I am. Uh, no, Thor. Actually, I'm going to go Thor because I've obviously got the the physique for Thor. Yes, you you uh, clearly got the physique of a, so. a demigod, a god. Yeah, demi- no, yeah demigod. A god. No, yeah, god. 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 Of uh, 
Brian's second question is, what is the worst piece of clothing you've ever worn? And again, I think Brian knows what I wore on my stag do, so I'm going to say that. That cheeky little number. The worst piece of clothing I have ever worn. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Brian. I'm not fashionable. I'm not fashionable. Probably some tan chinos that I once wore maybe 15 years ago. Like, yeah, they were they were pretty shocking. I guess I'll say them. And Bryce, third question, a coin toss, should it decide more things? I think so, but then don't you get that like, excuse me, best of three? <laughs> That's what I always say when someone tosses a coin. Yeah, no, heads or tails, yeah. heads, and you go, oh, best of three. <laughs> so you'd have to do yeah. it three times. Do you know what's better than a coin toss, Bry? A coin toss, a coin toss, rock, paper, scissors. That, that's miles better. Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Yeah, that's miles Even better. That should, that should, uh, I'll bring back replays, get rid of the golden point. Ollie Warman, which positions in the squad would you invest for next year? For me, it definitely would be fullback and the halves. I think. Everyone yeah, on the top panel. three, half back, half back, full back. Agrees with that. Would you agree with that? Yep. Completely is, agree. Is, is is that it? No, I've got three more from David. Um and David Grant has asked, You've been to the rugby before, but have you ever been to rugby? No. No, I've not. Is it in rugby union? No, no. The town called rugby. Oh rugby, no. No, no, I've never been either. No. Sorry, no, no, I haven't. I, I wouldn't even know where it was. Sounds so, it sounds South. southern. Yeah, it's where Rugby Union started. Funnily enough, is it near probably. Bath? Probably. I'm, I'm um, just guessing it. No, I wouldn't. I have never been. David Grant also asked, "Who is the best superhero?" <sighs> See, I I often discuss this with my kids because I think, like any story, you need a good bad guy. You need good villains, and the 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 there's two really for me that have the best villains, which I think makes them the best superhero because they deal with all these villains, and that's Spider Man and Batman, and I can't quite pick a winner because obviously Batman's got the Joker, Two Face, Riddler, all those usual ones, and Spider Man's got Doc Ock, Lizard, Green Goblin, Venom, Carnage, so. One of those, I can't, I can't decide. Just Iron Who did Man. you say? Iron Man. Just Iron Man. I'm an Avengers geek, I? so that's true. He saved that's the world. True. And David Grant's final question, which I believe is the final question of, of the mailbag, is which players? It's a really good question, actually. This. Which players in the current squad do you think could eventually be a good head coach? There's one name. I think that is the best option in this. Who's that? Our Lord, our Saviour, Cameron Smith. Yeah, Cammy. That is a good one. It it often tends to be players who you don't necessarily think would become a coach that becomes a coach, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like Danny Ward, who's now a coach, you know, it's been at mm. London, is now at Cass. When he were playing, if you'd have asked me that question, he wouldn't have been someone that 
Yeah. No offense to him or anything like that, but he wouldn't have been that kind of player that you'd say to be a coach. I'm going to say Jared. I think he's got the pedigree, obviously, in his name, and I think he might be one. And then I, I, think Richie Myler, I think Richie Myler might. Yeah, I thought Richie. The other one I thought was Morgan Gannon. Yeah, yeah Gannon, another one. That Just seems see. far too intelligent. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm probably gonna say I'm Richie Myler. I think. I think my main one's coming. He speaks well with the media. He knows the game. He's played it long enough. He's won a couple of Challenge Cups. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna say Richie Myler. Richie Myler. That's the end of the mailbag. It was a bumper edition that should get you all through till the Warrington match review panel. I think Duncan's on with us. I think. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. I think Duncan's back in town. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. We do stream all of our podcasts live on YouTube, so please do subscribe to our YouTube channel if you just uh, search for The Lot Pod on YouTube. We're there, and you'll get a notification every time we go live with these podcasts, and you can also join in with our YouTube live chat. Reese, thank you as always. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in the live chat. We'll be back to review the Warrington game for the match review panel. See you then.